0: In our interview with Mark Cerulli, he talked about the most famous graphics designer that no one knows, Joe Karoff. Well, we thought we'd reach out to Joe and talk with him about his designs, especially for the James Bond movies. Welcome, Joe. Well, thank you. Yeah.
1: We're happy to have you on.
0: We are honored to be speaking with you. Joe, before the James Bond stuff, you have worked on some designs people all over the world would recognize please tell us about some of the designs you created before James Bond and shortly thereafter. And what was your first big one?
2: Well, I think the first big one that that achieved some notoriety because it was a, what's the word I want, a departure from general book jacket designing was for Norman Mailer's The Naked and the Dead. Ah, okay. And so you did the cover Uh, for that? That was... uh, Oh yes, okay. I did the cover for that awesome. exactly. Then I did um, West Side Story.
1: Oh my, God. I, I the love poster. that one. Yeah, I've actually West got a question for you about that one. So on the West Side Story, you've got the that fire escape there. You've got the lettering kind of looking like brickwork, and Tony and Maria are dancing. Now, when they did the first Broadway production of it, the posters for them just were kind of like of people dancing. So. Do you remember how you thought of the fire escape and the silhouettes of the dancers? I know this is a long time ago.
2: Well, it's just normally in this kind of work, the title is put on the background and then there's an illustration to accompany it. In this case, the title becomes the illustration. It is the illustration. And so when I saw the letters, West Side Story, I compacted them a little more by virtue of how I placed the lettering Mm -hmm. and then extended the lettering to form part of the building with fire escapes. And I put the dude dancers there. So it reflected the quality of the film itself, but it also just became a just strong poster as a poster.
0: Yes, it is absolutely fabulous. And everybody in the world knows that poster.
2: (laughs) We're talking to
0: you. The creative genius who did it. (laughs) Thank you. And now you've done other stuff too,
2: (laughs) like uh, Manhattan. Let's say. Oh, Manhattan. Yes, that's. uh, I did that for Woody Allen directly. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, the experience with Woody Allen was interesting. We couldn't just design a single poster for him to make it a choice. So we usually, at half size, Mm -hmm. would design six versions of the poster and we they were set up on little easels and uh, he would come into the room and point to the one that he liked and then leave the room. He would never say a word <laughs> really? once because we, we, wanted to we wanted to get rid of that formality and that silence. We made up a fake poster. Uh, and retitled it Prunes, the most moving picture since Bananas. <laughs>
0: That's funny.
2: When we put that up on the six little easels interpreting his next movie, he saw it, but never said a word to react to it, never smiled, never anything. Wow. That, that was Woody. <laughs>
0: oh, no kidding. Oh, man. So,
2: <laughs> that was, mm-hmm.
0: How did he how did yeah. select the brilliant... Uh, design you did do with the buildings and the windows. I mean, it's just fabulous. How did you think of that? Number one, and what did he say to that? When he did he say anything when he saw that?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Woody, Woody is not a communicator. Wow. At least not at a personal level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: And uh, I don't know. Maybe he was just deathly afraid of being quoted. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah. But it is a fabulous logo with the, the bill. How did you come up with the concept for that? Because it's just brilliant. It's just beautiful.
2: Well, when I lettered the words Manhattan, I saw that virtually all of the uh, letters were tall verticals. Okay. If you spell out the word, you realize yes. it's they're mostly all vertical types of, of um, type. Mm-hmm. Kind of, in a way, it gave its, its own birth. Then it only became a question of adding little architectural details yeah. to um, help it to look more like buildings.
0: Yeah, it looks like Manhattan. I mean, it's just yes. it's, it's, it's beautiful, just beautiful, joke Now, you've done some other things, too. Thank you. T- tell us about a couple of the other things before we get to the James Bond part.
2: <laughs> yes, we we did cabaret. Wow. And Cabaret, uh, when I lettered it across horizontally on the poster, it just seemed too cramped and unexciting. So I said, what the hell, let's do it vertically and we'll put um, our little darling (laughs) on top of it. Yes. So yeah.
1: that's how that one was done. Yeah, that's that's very very that's cool. That's a I gorgeous
0: mean, one. Again, anybody <laughs> in theater, anybody in the movies, anybody, everybody's going to know that poster. Life is a cabaret. I mean.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, and okay. and Sally Bowles on top of the word cabaret. There's just yeah. I mean that's just Under like tea. that's yeah. yeah that's that's awesome. It really is. Yep. Yeah. It
2: works well. Yeah. 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 I also enjoyed doing the poster for Zelig.
1: Okay. okay. Ever,
2: remember Zelig? Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, Zelig, as you know, takes on all of these various characters. So that was an easy solution. I just repeated the word Zelig over and over again and stacked them vertically. Yep. Okay. And in that way, um, I got all the different characters in. Yeah.
1: It, well and you had, you liked had the,
2: the way Zelig was. And you had it
1: the had different the you had the different key. fonts for each of those Zeligs and different color combinations. Mm-hmm. Were you trying yes, to? But the only
2: one I did not letter was the fifth one, which is all capitals. Okay. Right, right. Down yeah, that one I did not letter. I lettered all the rest.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's cool.
0: So, I mean, th- this is stuff everybody in the world knows. You know, right? and, and then for these posters and so on, did you get credit on the posters for these things?
2: No. Wow. Unbelievable. No. The only time I ever added a credit line to a piece of work that, that was to be published was on The Naked and the Dead way up in the corner I signed my um, my name but I spelled it K-A-R-O-V because I thought it would have more impact <laughs> but I had never used it more than that one time
0: wow. Okay, Wow That's incredible
2: Then there's a the very the big poster that was done for Too Late the Hero Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. there, the lettering was just the word war. Wow. And to do that, we can actually constructed it out of uh, plywood and posed a soldier on top of it oh, and wow. photographed it. And that became our poster for it's a dying business yeah. too late to hero. Wow. wow.
0: That's fantastic. And you did uh, last tango in Paris. You, <laughs> you've done a lot of stuff that everybody would know
2: I, I i did a lot of stuff thank goodness kept me alive
0: <laughs> yes it
2: did then so, there was the beatles a hard, hard days, day yes. night. i was
0: gonna ask about that too it's like everybody knows uh, the i beatles. enjoyed
2: that immensely because we, it it was it was the whole idea was jolly yeah. keep it fun
1: yeah
2: that's why i uh only allowed the Beatles, I've, I cut off just below the eyes, uh, and each picture, I have four of them in the poster,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and each with a different color background.
0: Yeah, fantastic.
2: That is. All right, George. They were known for their similar hairstyles, so that's what we accented.
0: Yeah, yep. the mop heads or whatever they called them, I think, at the time, you know. <laughs> It's yeah, like, uh, Yeah. right. Uh, all right, Joe, our podcast is focused on spy movies, so we wanted to ask you about probably one of the most famous logos ever created, that being the 007 logo that you oh. designed. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> do you. Do you? Well, I have to tell you, quite honestly. Yeah. That was a totally spontaneous piece of creativity. I simply sat at my desk and wrote 007 in yeah. pencil mm-hmm. on a piece of paper. And the minute I wrote the seven, especially on the downstroke, mm-hmm. I had just somehow immediately saw that as a handle of a gun. Wow! So adding the barrel and the trigger was virtually nothing to do. And it became a logo. Oh, my God. But yeah. you have to know that sometimes a thing like that, it, it becomes ubiquitous because it's used so often it it's becomes very well known.
0: Yeah, it's been used for over 60 years now, and uh, I think any it's, it's perhaps <laughs> the most famous logo in the world, really, because of you. Now, how did you get that?
2: Well, I know it's globally recognized. Oh, I know that absolutely that, tell you uh, what has done, what that's done, what that logo has done for me. Okay. I've gotten letters from Belgium, from Germany, from Poland, wow. uh, guys who are either designers or, or, or I don't know what movie enthusiasts. I have no idea, yeah. but they write to me and want me to sign, Photostats of the different logos. Oh my wow. God, that's fantastic. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've become a, a kind of a, a lowercase fan character. <laughs> you're a celebrity, yeah. Joe. You are,
0: Joe. I, I mean, I think Mark's right. You know, you're, you're the most famous graphic designer that nobody knew, but now they do. And uh, it's fantastic. The work you have done is <laughs> yeah. just absolutely awe inspiring. Uh-huh. Yes. So, yes. so that's fantastic. Now, you've designed the 007 project, and you sold it to Eon, right? I mean, that, that was your job, and then you went on your way of creating right. other designs. So did you know that this 007 was going to be a huge hit when you did it? Of course not.
2: <laughs> no, I, I had no notion of that at all. Okay. But in when as a designer, no matter what I'm designing, I'm always hoping that what I design will last a long time. Sure. I, I don't want to see them die overnight. Right. So I put everything I've got into them and hoping that they will last. Yes. Because I want them to become globally recognized.
1: And
0: you have succeeded.
1: So, you have succeeded at that. <laughs> no question about it. Joe.
0: I have succeeded. We are so, honored absolutely. speaking with you. <laughs> Yep, honestly, God, this is cool. Oh,
2: this thank is cool. you so much. Yeah. Our mm-hmm. pleasure.
0: Now, when you did the 007 logo, did they ask for revisions along the way, and, oh, do this, do that, or did you present it and they just said, "Oh man, this is fantastic"?
2: No. Uh, what happened is I designed it, and then I discovered that in certain other countries, picking up a James Bond movie and and having the 007 logo have kind of redesigned the 007 logo themselves. Mm. I always thought to a disadvantage, or maybe that's bruised my ego, (laughs) whichever it was, I I never thought they were as well, looked as good as the one that I did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Your original design is just fabulous. (laughs) And again, even though they've tweaked it, it looks like over the years, the concept is yours, and it's there because of you, which is Awesome, just awesome.
1: Yeah. When you design something like that, you just as, as you design it, you do a contract work. You give up all rights to it, right? It's just you just say here it is, and they just take it and run with it, which allows them to make changes, right?
2: I uh, don't uh, allow choices. In other words, I do not show uh, four, five, or six versions of something like that, and have them choose the one they like. Okay. I never ever allowed that. I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I do enough of those sketches before the client sees the final. I do so many of them mm-hmm. and criticizing my own stuff till I come to pick up the one that I think is going to really work. And that's the only one I show the client. Wow. I do not allow the client to make choices. Okay. That's my job. Okay.
1: Now, if, I actually I like that yeah.
0: If they reject the one you show them, has that ever happened? That's okay. I got the one here. It is boom. Like the 007, they just liked it, right? They liked it immediately, and you they took it. Are there others that? No, may...
2: but I, I I have had the experience of a client looking at a what I consider the final answer, and they say anything else. <laughs> I would say there is no else. This is it. Wow. <laughs> Well, that's how good you are. I mean, come on, that's good,
1: right? It's, that's good. it's a tough, it's a tough business. Yeah. Now, besides the logo for 007, I know you've done some work on other James Bond movies. I know you did some stuff with From Russia with Love. Did you do that typeface for that? The O has the hammer and sickle in it. Was that your your design? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, do you stop just yes. with those letters, or do you do a full font series of the whole alphabet? For other, for other. Oh works. no,
2: I don't work that way at all. I just, mm-hmm. I just, I try and keep a unified typography okay. when I do it. Certainly, um, but uh, I very often don't go to real alphabets to produce a logo. Mm-hmm. I letter it myself. Okay. Wow. Right. That's, that's so more part of your creative
0: genius. <laughs> Not easy to do.
1: Yeah. So, and I and I and I love that hammer and sickle in the O. So. I thought that was a really great <laughs> design choice you made there.
0: So. Yeah. Now, have you done some of the posters? Some of the posters for the James Bond movies? Any of the? No. Okay.
2: No poster work. Okay. No, I really haven't.
0: But you've done some of the font work and and so on, typeface yeah. stuff. Wow.
1: So is is was it font That's work? Then right. f- was it font work for Thunderball? I know you did Thunderball. You only live twice, and diamonds
2: are. I lettered the Thunderball lettering. Okay. Yes. All right. Fantastic to go with Bob Peake's illustration, which was terrific. Yes. Awesome. Yes,
1: yes.
0: And, and so, uh, we, I think Tom asked this already, you, you get no residuals for this kind of thing. It's contract work that you do, right. And uh, you've done that. You, you present. That's exactly right. Yeah,
2: that's exactly right.
0: Has that changed at all in the uh, industry now you think, or is it the same?
2: No, it's the same. It's a job. It's a job. Okay. You do it you get paid and then and that's the end of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's picked up or repeated in, in, some, in, in any other context, you don't earn any residuals. Okay. That's, it's, you sold it, and that's it. Okay. The
1: job was done, and on to the next one. Yep.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So in the documentary, By Design, the Joe Kareff story, you talk about some of the, appre- I don't know if there were apprenticeships or where you worked for people pretty early on. And did any of those people become mentors? And what did you learn from them as you did that? Because I, I found that fascinating well, as we're talking about the different people you're working with.
2: I work with Jean Carleau. He's a fantastic designer. I don't know if you remember a great big black glove holding a wrench. Yes. And the wrench is around the word O in production America's answer. Right? You seen that? Yes, I have. It was it was in the okay, documentary. Well, I worked with Carloo on that. Uh, okay. He was a he was a very nice guy. You know, when he was seventeen years old, crossing a winter street over trolley tracks mm-hmm. and a trolley ran over him and took away one arm. Wow. That was and, uh, tough. Despite all of it, it drove him absolutely crazy. Of course, because yeah, yeah. he just lost his drawing arm, oh my God. and his brother, who was a well-known architect in France, grabbed hold of him and said, "Don't give in to this crap. Your talent is in your head, not in your, not in just in your hand." Nope. So it was, that's one of the reasons I was hired to help him to wow. produce.
1: So he would come up with an idea and say, can you do this? And you would draw it out and he'd say, no, like this or whatever and shape it a little.
2: Well, yeah. There's a certain amount of exploration and you fiddle around till you feel that you you know what you're reaching for. A certain design that's going to promote recall. Right. So that's what you work towards. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. You Have to work towards something that will immediately, mm-hmm. by virtue of his look, promote the recall and have that personality.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
2: To be yes. recognized again.
0: Yes, and you've done that with all of your work. Yes. I have a, just a general question about that because when you got a new when you got a new project, what were some of the challenges you faced in just getting started? on the creative designs. I mean, that had to be a challenge when you're looking at your blank sheet of paper <laughs> and you're thinking, "Okay, where do I start?"
2: Well, it certain it certainly is a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first thing I do, I I don't always immediately sit down with pencil and paper to start scribbling to find a what do, what can I get invent? I first sit down and I say the title to myself a few times. Mhm and to see that if that just brings up anything. Okay. And after, I don't know, not more than 15 minutes of that, I say, well, it doesn't bring up anything, so let's start going to some visual stuff. Okay. So it's a matter of sitting down and, and scribbling a little bit, reaching for some kind of thing that's gonna know gonna be recognizable,
0: uh-huh.
2: and you take it from there. <laughs>
0: If you've got uh, the talent the, like you. Yes. If you have Two the talent to do it.
2: To that. <laughs> the first aspect is you want the design to work as a personality. You want it to represent as much as possible the picture uh, that it's going to be representing.
0: Personality. Uh, I love that. It's got, it's got to be a personality. That's, that's a great way that's to look right. at it. That's perfect. That's, that's,
2: yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um you fool around with that. You you reach towards something. You want to create something that's going to have the power to be recognized later on and and away from the situation itself. So that's what you reach for.
0: Yeah. And you've you've reached and grasped it your whole career.
2: (laughs) It's fantastic. Well, that's true. That's true. I have been very successful. That's true. Absolutely. I think one of the things I enjoyed so much was The Last Temptation of Christ. Yes. I don't know if you can you visualize that poster yes. in your mind? Yes, I have it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, well now there for example, Martin Scorsese, who directed that movie, met with me uh, and, a, my, and my Zen partner and he sat down and told us all the things that he thought should be make for a good poster.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I listened to him and listened to him, and he didn't have the visual, um, what's the word I want, the visual gift of seeing it differently. He can only sort it in his military way. So when I thought of the idea of since it's the last temptation of Christ, and immediately the thorns mm-hmm. are an obvious Clear association to Christ. Yes. I said, "Well, let's go whole hog." This sort a bright red poster with the black thorns. It was very, very strong. And I don't know if you realize that Scorsese loved it so much. It opens up his movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that?
0: No, I, yeah, don't, so I, I didn't so recall that. that. I didn't that remember that's fantastic. That, yeah. I'm looking at the poster now, and it's just—it's absolutely yeah. fabulous. I mean. Talk about capturing the the whole yes. concept of the last temptation of Christ. I mean, fabulous. That
2: was the goal. Yeah,
0: red and bold.
1: So in, in another vein, you also did the promotional bookwork for the greatest story ever told, and that's in, true. In that one, you took some creative—I'll use the word license. I'm not sure. You you did some stuff in how that book was going to have to be printed that had to escalate the cost of printing pretty dramatically. And when yes. I say that, and I'll let you talk about some of the things you did there, the half pages and stuff, but did you get pushback because of what it was going to do, to the cost of publication?
2: They were so taken by the concept. They said, let's go. We'll spend the money. Great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 Cause yeah, it really they is. Happy, they
2: were happy to do it.
1: Yeah, when, uh, when you talked about that and showed that book in the documentary, yeah. it was like, wow, that yeah. was fantastic. It's and so then wow. I, And I think about when I've gone to management with things, it's like, well, yeah, but that's going to cost a lot more. But so they went with it. That's good.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic. This is great, Joe. And that's a wrap. Joe, we want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to jump on this call with us. You've had a fascinating 50 plus year career. We'd especially like to thank you for your wonderful 007 logo. As James Bond fans, it wouldn't be Bond without it.
2: Very well. Glad to
1: have had the interview.
2: Right. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank Thanks. you very much for your good attention.
0: Thank, Thank you, you very much, Joe. It's been a pleasure. Take care.
2: You, you too. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. This has been Dan Anton. of SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Subscribe to our show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.